Welcome to another episode of Love with Elise Peck. During this episode, I chat with Kat about her homeschooling journey, caring for her mum who has Alzheimer's, um, the difference in living in America versus Australia, and so much more. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Love with Elise Peck. I'm your host, Elise Peck. I'm a best-selling author, certified mindset coach, psychology student, former lawyer, wife, and mother to two primary school-aged girls. Today, I'm happy to be speaking with Kat. Now, Kat is a mother to one nine-year-old son and his, oh, sorry, one nine-year-old who's soon to be 19. Hang on, that's yes. not, what is it? He's, oh, uh, he's nine, but he's soon no. to be 19 sometimes the way. <laughs> Literally, I got it. I'm, and it can't be that he's so sorry. <laughs> 19, nine going on 19. Love that. Yes. Um, and they live with her mother who um has Alzheimer's. So they so she's a, a carer for her mother, five cats, one dog. <clears throat> so it sounds like Kat has a lot of love to give. Welcome, yes. Kat. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, I do. We um we have a, it's a chaotic, organized chaos, I guess. That's how we live. But it's, um, I do have a lot of love to give. <laughs> I don't, I don't think there is ever a, um, enough. There's always more you can give. Oh, that's so beautiful. It reminds me of this Beatles quote that I love to quote all the time that says, in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. Um, and I love that thought that it's endless, you know, and that pretty it, much, yeah, it comes from what, what we're willing to create and give. I think, um, I think giving love often feels a lot better well, to me. It feels more comfortable and more easy than receiving at times. Like, yeah, yeah it does. It, it, you know, it's easy sometimes to focus on um, others, um, but part of it is learning to focus it on, like it doesn't, that's where I'm at is learning that focusing it on yourself is just as rewarding because, you know, we're all deserving of love. Yeah. It's, it's not a, it's not a, it, it's all there. It's whether we choose to take it, you know. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah, love's not conditional, you know, it's what we're all deserving. It's beautiful. I um would love to start by asking you, if you could give your pre-motherhood self any advice, what would that advice be? If, uh, you'd be prepared for a massive expansion in your character. <laughs> that's what I wasn't prepared for the the depth of growth um and the opportunity to grow as a person um and you and the capacity that you can hold I was not prepared for that and it's been a wild wild ride <laughs> going in and and finding out you know when you think you can't do anymore and you just sort of recheck and go well question that perspective of why I can't and it's more about well how can I and that's that's the big shift for me is just keep on how can I how can I how can I make this happen yeah I love that that's like um hacking into the power of the mind by asking it questions how mm. um yeah because we all get to that point when you know you think you can't do anymore but you have people who being a mum you have people who um are dependent on you and um 
sometimes you feel you can't do anymore and that's okay because you can't do anymore for that day but you just sort of reset and and try again and that's okay imperfection is another thing I've learned to embrace (laughs) imperfection is good yeah I was going to say I think um you sort of said it's like this embracing of uh organized chaos and I Mm. think um it's almost like a there's almost like a spiritual lesson or it feels like a spiritual journey to start embracing unpredictability and chaos that was a big shift for me was I liked everything to be you know I was a real sort of organized high achiever I like yep. studying because it was so you can be so in control when you're studying you can be in a room and and at work yep. everything is just scheduled and neat and then I wanted to be a, a high <laughs> a high achieving mom and that required me to kind of let go and learn how to surrender and and let my child lead um yes huge expansion for me um if if you you know were speaking to someone who <clears throat> had a, it would is not a parent or hasn't become a mum, and they were like what do you mean it's an expansion or I saw this in the other day like motherhood is not losing yourself it's upgrading you know you kind of you go through this intense upgrade of learning about yourself and, and growing if you were to describe someone who didn't um who hasn't become a mum, what what that expansion is um how would you describe you know what happens to you um I, I, to be honest, I don't know whether I could describe it in terms that someone, to, like I could describe it, but I'm not sure. It is it is an experience that you don't realise because I didn't realise when I was, you know, running around and only had me to look after. Once you take on the responsibility of someone else's life, um, it, it just, your everything just takes on a larger perspective because it's just not about you because, like you, you said, when you're running around working, you can go to bed when you want, you can eat when you want, you can eat what you want, how you want, and there's no other consideration for a person who may not have, who has different tastes to you and who doesn't engage in the world the same way as you. And so you can you have a choice. Either you can take a step back and, and look at wh- how, what that person's going through to try and and create a harmony between the two beings or you can just keep going. So it's it's about a choice of what, I guess that's it, it's about a choice. You have to make a choice whether you want to work in harmony with another being or not Um, because kids are another, like they're another, you know, living, breathing entity who are trying to come to grips with this, bizarre world we live in at times it's absurd and they just you've got to wait for them to process and that's that's what it's like it's and you do you put your life on hold because you're used to work working at a particular time and a particular speed but these guys they're not they're not up to that because they're just starting out so you've just literally got to go put the pause button on and and help them process all the information that's coming in so it's that would be the advice I would say that's the experience if well, that's even advice I don't know I love it no I love the way you've worded that it's like are you going to choose to try and create harmony um with this other being that exists and I once saw this thing and it said that um imagine you know 
that your child is someone who's been dropped into a foreign country and doesn't understand the rules, the language, anything like this. And that, you know, if someone turned up to Australia and, um, you know, had no idea, you know, that uh, whatever our customs are, that you, you go to the toilet in, in a toilet block, you know, yes. if they started weeing on the side of the road, like would you go and yell at them and ridicule them or mm-hmm. knowing or knowing that they don't know the language, would you go and say, hi, look, you know, here we wear clothes and we go to the toilet here. And hmm. you know, how would you how would you guide them? And you've sort of got to realize that children come with without the understanding of how we're currently functioning as humans. And we're we're guides. We can guide them and help them grow. Um, and one of the best ways to guide someone is to be connected to them we're far more mm. guided by someone that we're connected to than by someone that we feel like is just trying to control us um For sure so I, yeah I really love the way that you've said that so I'd love to hear about what early motherhood was like for you that first year of motherhood you've become a mum. what's that year like for you um my beginning was very crazy um I had a lot of exterior stuff going on um, and it just made the job that much harder. Um, I had, um, I, I, um, so my son, we were living in America with my husband. Um, We came back here, my son and I, when he was four months old. Um, and moved in with my mum so I could get my bearings. Um, and it was, um, I had, so I had support in that regard. But that adjustment that I talked about, that expansion, when it's thrust upon you with sleep deprivation and hormones and emotions, it's very hard for the mum for me, it was very hard for me to process all that expansion at the same time because it's not, it happens so rapidly. And if you've got other stuff flying around in your ether, um, it's, it's very hard to process that information in a healthy way. And so it was a struggle. I did have postnatal, I would say. I think most people do. Um, and getting a handle on that was, you know, it was tough. Um, I would say it wasn't probably until about, oh, he was about four that I felt like I'd landed back on planet Earth, to be honest. It was, you know, it was tough but enjoyable. We did a lot of uh, stuff together um, and that's what having someone with you 24-7, there's that as well when you're used to having space um having that person there 24 7 is intense intense um but um you know we i tried to take that approach and that's the thing if you try and putting yourself aside and trying to help this person through these very 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 early formative years um I did a lot of follow the child kind of exercises and stuff like that, um, which is hard when you're just mentally and emotionally exhausted. That it's just it's just a hard time. 
I'm glad that he's a lot more independent now. But, um, yeah, I don't, to be honest, thinking about it, I don't have a lot of, like, that is sort of seems so long ago now. I haven't really thought about it for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all such a blur for me as well. My children are now five and eight. And um, <clears throat> I totally related when you said at around four, you felt like you landed back on earth. Because I felt like um, I landed back in society around that age with both my kids is that before that, you know, before that age, you're kind of living in an alternate universe where the way society is current is structured does really not mix with the natural flow of children and therefore what mothers yeah. need to give children. And so you kind of need to exit normal society for a bit there and everyone's just hearing about, you know, what restaurant they're going to and and what show they're seeing and mm. putting at work, all this stuff that seems so irrelevant and yes. silly. Yes. <laughs> you know, the real experience of human life you're having, it seems so trivial. Um, but then eventually you kind of come out again and you land back in society and you're like, I'm glad this still exists. I can assimilate again. I can be part of this. <laughs> with my child now that it's kind of child friendly, like now that they're old enough to kind of be able to kind of fit into, you know, they can sit at a table now. They're probably not going to pick up a fork and throw it. I've lost your audio. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, I I can still hear it. So I'll keep soldiering on. Hopefully the recording is getting my audio. Um, But yes, I relate to kind of you feel that you've got to, you know, pop out of society and then pop back in, which is in part why I'm sharing these stories because I think that um, for mothers it can be quite an identity shift mm. and really hard time to find yourself suddenly not able to live the life you've just been living your whole life. You know, I saw this uh, comedian once, M- Michael McIntyre, who's like, here's single people leaving the house. I'm going to leave the house. They just leave yeah. the house. And he's like, here's parents. And it's like this whole song and dance and circus. And I think it's that feeling of, whoa, I've suddenly lost this whole version of reality I once had. And it's such an adjustment. So I think just hearing stories of like other people are going through this. This is a valid part of society, even though it's not, you know, that that as acknowledged as it should be and as supported as it should be. Um, you know, you're not alone in in experiencing this. Uh, that's partly what I'm hoping to do by sharing these stories. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so when did you decide to be a stay-at-home mum? I think that was always. So when when my son was born in the States, one of the things, because um, at that point in time I was going to remain there, um, I decided then that I wanted to homeschool because I wasn't comfortable with the state of what happens in American schools. I, you know, basically wasn't going to send my son to a school where they hit, hit, the possibility of him being shot was very high. Um, so that was always part of it. And I wanted a relationship with my my child. Um, and so to build a relationship, you have to spend time. Um, and that's why that's, I guess it's always been there because I can't, um, if I send him to daycare as soon as he's born and then I get him back at the end of the day, it's very hard to, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's a different type of relationship and that's not the relationship I wanted. 
So the relationship I wanted was one of connection and one built on um, a solid foundation and that is done by time. You know, you spend time with people who you who you want to have a relationship with and that's so pretty much always, I guess, um, and that's um, because it's a lifelong thing and he needs support very early on and I wanted to be that support, not a teacher, not a childcare worker. So I hope yeah. that helps. And are you still, yeah, that's amazing. And are you still homeschooling now in Australia? Yes, yes. So we are... Um, we're, we're in Sydney and um, we, uh, yeah, we're committed homeschoolers um, through high school and, and that um, I just think the, it's, again, better for development for a child to be with their family as opposed to um, in a school environment they're exposed to people, lots of different kinds of people, which on some ways it's great, in some ways it's not. But, uh, you know, up until they start looking outwardly around 12, 13, they need the support of their family. And I believe that that comes, not so, for me, that comes from spending time. And that's through homeschooling, sharing events, understanding him, how he learns, what he needs to be able to progress in life. So yeah. that's that's where we come from. That's I love that. Thanks for um, sharing that. And so, did you find during your you know even in early motherhood and at any point in your motherhood that um, you were you got support for your choices or were people undermining and challenging and casting doubt? Oh yeah, sure. Um, I've had people in my life who are like, well, what a, like the obvious thing with homeschooling is socialization. Um, and it's like, well, my my response is that he, you know, I'm he socializes with me. He socializes with people at the park. It's a lot better than being teased and and the socialization that can take place is in school. So there was that. Um, there was also uh financial side of things um you know how are you going to make money what are you going to do where are you going to live um I still get pushback from some people in regards to the homeschooling thing and I just I don't even engage with it anymore because it's not it, it says more about their fears than mine so and I'm I'm about owning your stuff and um my stuff I still have fears around it myself but that's more about am I am I doing enough for him is he getting enough support and I know this is the right decision to other people who have problems with it I just sort of I listen to them because obviously they have fears that need to be listened to but I don't acknowledge it and don't take it on board anymore because it's I know and <laughs> I, I I know what's right for me I know what's right for my family and appreciate the input, but thank you. That's all I can. That's sort of how I handle the negative stuff in my, you know, it's not worth it. And was it like that in early motherhood? Like, were you quite aware of how you wanted to be responding to him and parenting him and building that relationship with him? So it was easy for you to drown out 
any other noise or any messaging telling you that you're making a rod for your back or that you should be doing parenting this way? Was it how, how um, people? It? Have, I, I guess I come across as a fairly strong person, so people don't they like I said they challenge. Um, and I used to. Uh, there's one particular person I used to get quite heated with, um, and I would show the the information. Um, and I guess that was because I was unsure. So I felt the need to clarify and hammer home. And I realized, and that's what happened. I realized that it wasn't about their fears and their talk triggered my fears. And that's what I had to get good with me to be able to, and good with what my decisions were. And I guess that's when the noise faded out because I was just like, well, I don't, have to pro- I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody else I'm trying to prove it to myself so why am I trying to prove it to myself because I'm unsure why am I unsure and just follow that pattern or that 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 logic through and that's where I sort of became solid I think a lot of like when you get affected by what people say to you it's because it triggers the fears in you so you got to get good with your fears to be able to handle other people and for them not to affect you so much mm. And is that how you get good with your fears is by looking at them and trying to understand them and seeing what's a thought underneath it? And then is that? For sure. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes they're relevant. Sometimes they've been created. You know, our brains, uh, it's, it's an interesting combination, the brain and the emotion, you know. The brain takes the information in and sometimes if there's emotion going on, it can slightly, the narrative that's created can get slightly warped and so then we have to go back and review is this true is this relevant um does it stand true now it might have stood true back then um you know it's about reviewing and you know self-reflection I mean I I I like the work of um Byron Katie I think that has a lot of relevance I try and in a very delicate way introduce those concepts through with my my son because it's Self-reflection is important with with anything and if you're moving forward. And that's part of motherhood is self-reflection. Am I doing this? Am I serving? And not serving as in slavery, but as I am I serving these entities, myself and the others around me in my life with compassion, respect, and love. Yeah. And then I go off on tangents. No, it's terrific. And I as you were talking, I was thinking about the work by Byron Katie um so yeah I wasn't surprised when you said that I thought this is reminding me and I I think that all boils down to um you know a version of self-regulation right it's sort of here is the catastrophic thinking or here is anxiety starting to build Hmm. um it's a combination of sitting with a feeling and letting yourself feel the feeling but then also doing a bit of the cognitive work of questioning the thoughts that might be stimulating the feelings Hmm. Um, it's sort of a, I, I like to balance between letting myself, if I have a fear, what happens if I literally just sit here and feel that and like yeah. let myself actually fully even feel if I'm, if I'm having a catastrophic thought, that's something really bad. What if I actually imagine that's already happened and I sit here and I experience it and I confront and I feel it and I have a combination of that and also doing the cognitive questioning of like, is that true? Um, if that happened, why would it actually be a good thing? Just say that terrible thing happened. How could that actually benefit me? Now I'm no longer that scared of it. So I think it's a really good tip. And I think very powerful one to be passing on to a nine-year-old. I mean, 
How fantastic to to already know how to question your thoughts and to to redirect your brain and your mind. So, yeah, that's a really great tip. Um, is there anything, we're about to wrap up, so is there anything that I um, haven't asked you that you feel like would be valuable to share on motherhood that other mothers would benefit from knowing about your experience or your journey? Any insights or tips? Oh, it's all okay. Like if you're, I'm... I, I, I guess I'm assuming the people who are here listening to your podcast are in a place of where they are already in a state of self-reflection and that is it. Go with it. Sit down and take the time to listen. Just listen to yourself, listen to the people around you and and take a breath. It will be okay because that, that's all I have to keep continually telling myself. It's, it It will be okay and even if, life serves you a, a, a curveball there is glory in that and you just it's because it, it just is life just is and we will all get there we will all get there yeah awesome thank you so much Kat thank you you're yeah, welcome thank you for taking the time to ask me questions all of it yeah no it's brilliant I think um, there's something very healing about hearing other people's stories and feeling a sense of community and a sense of shared experience. Um, and even if all the stories don't completely overlap, there's bits of yourself and almost everyone's story. And it just, yeah. it's nice to feel that sense of connection to the human experience. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for joining for another episode of Love with Elise Peck. If you'd like to learn more about me or host Elise, you can head to elisepeck.com. You'll find plenty of podcast episodes there from season one and season two. You'll also find um, that you can book a free call, one-on-one mindset call with me um, if you're a mama. And you'll also find my one-on-one coaching packages on there. That's elisepeck.com. In the caption slash show notes of this podcast, there's also a link to a Facebook group, which is for responsive mamas. So join that group too, to be part of the community. Okay. Bye for now. Looking forward to connecting with you on another episode of Love with Elise Peck very soon.